Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, wow. Look at how lovely she looks. She looks great. Unbelievable. What the hell? Yeah. It's too early in the morning for uh, this kind of uh, spectacular appearance. Uh, hey, welcome. Uh, we're working a little after hours here with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, and Mike Luby Lubitz. And it's always a pleasure as uh, she does have many distinctions, including being the first guest on our Ion Channel show, which uh, airs from 7 to 9 on the uh, East Coast. And you can Google the Defoe show and uh, catch all of the uh, things that uh, happen there. But uh, we welcome to the program. The lovely and talented Leslie Visser, NFL Hall of Famer, longtime uh, reporter for uh, all of the networks. Uh, she pretty much worked everywhere. And uh, happy, very happy to have her here on the show after uh, really just a, a dull weekend of NFL football. I tell you, <laughs> Miss Goodell should have some concerns. It's going away of Major League Baseball. Strike three. No, that was great. Have you seen anything like this? You've been around the league forever, Leslie Visser. And, uh, oh, wow. I mean, that, that was – we always say, you know, the last thing you saw was the most spectacular. You're only as good as the last film. But uh, but that, that, that game last night still has me excited. And, you know, it's uh, hours later and early in the morning. Here we are. And uh, working a little after hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. And we welcome uh, NFL Hall of Famer. And, uh, wow, I mean, has done just about everything. And I started to say, as we were trying to recapture you uh, and uh, get you involved in this interview, Leslie Visser, and welcome to the show, by the way. How are you after that spectacular weekend of football? You know what? Morning, guys. I um, I felt this morning that all of America must be hungover, whether you drank or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was staggering. I mean, it, it it will go down in history as the best divisional you know, for those eight matchups, those four teams, every game ended on the last play, brilliant performances, stars all over the place. I, I just felt, uh, boy, if you don't love the NFL, you really miss, you're missing it. High level entertainment, you would have to say. I mean, uh, that's what you're looking for. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at these guys and, and thinking, wow, Mahomes is making $50 million a year. But uh, in terms of entertainment quotient and, and the number of people that are also uh, taking this in and getting uh, this uh, emotional, uplifting experience uh, of watching guys just playing their eyeballs out in an exciting fashion like that and the drama involved in it all and what was at stake in the uh, search for a, a champion. Uh, these guys deserve every penny of it, man. I mean, they, they are really providing high-wire act, uh, Nick Walenda type of entertainment, uh, <laughs> and, you know, on virtually every play. It was fantastic over the weekend. Yeah, you know, when you think about that um... – 13 seconds is too much for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Seems impossible. Yeah, you wouldn't. He's just so delightful and you just can't know. I'm wondering, do you think the way to cover him is to go opposite of the way he's going because that's where he's going to go? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, and, and, you know, there's always going to be debate about the uh, prevent defense. And we were joking about it earlier uh, on our morning show, uh, just saying that uh, – you know, what happens, like, uh, if some uh, defender, say it was like back in the day with Buffalo and it's Bruce Smith and uh, Marv Levy's on the sideline and he goes, up, okay, let's go prevent, guys. You would think that they would want to go reverse Woody Hayes and just strangle the coach because uh, it always seems to be something that uh, defeats the whole purpose, which is to protect the lead. Uh, and and it happened with those 13 seconds. I mean, two, two 25-yard plays uh, to get the ball, you know, halfway down the field and and allow uh, Bucker to kick the game-time game field goal. It, it seemed impossible. 
Well, it's, uh, you know, if you're the other defensive coordinator, you have to know, okay, it's probably going to Tyreek Hill. And um, also, you know, Cup was in the mix for, is he the MVP of the year? But I think it's, um, I mean, what is it? Tyreek Hill, he doesn't have Usain Bolt speed, right? But he's pretty up there. Oh, he, he uh, you know, plus he, he always manages to dodge like two guys and leave their shorts, you know, in a 40-yard line as uh, he ducks between people. And then that burst of speed, uh, just tremendous, uh, you know, electrifying plays all the way through. Uh, all right, I, I started uh, in the introduction while we were uh, trying to uh, recover the connection here uh, to talk about, and I remember doing this, I'm sure you had this experience where you're writing on deadline, uh, maybe you're covering a Red Sox game or a football game for the Boston Globe, and you pretty much have the body of the thing already written. And it's just a question of how you're going to phrase the lead with the final score in there. And then everything goes back and forth like that Buffalo-Kansas City game. I mean, how much paper went up in smoke if we were typing that back? <laughs> uh, you know, it had to be just exhausting, uh, you know, to keep reshaping that story the way that it changed like an NBA game in the final two minutes. Well, I have a couple thoughts there. You know how you have those probability charts according to where the game is going and who's yep. going to win? And the end of it looks like somebody, you know, just insanely excited, right? It's like Buffalo, Buffalo, Kansas City, Kansas City, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. Until <Yeah. laughs> you get to the end of the game. But the greatest one I ever saw personally of that, and I I have had to change all kinds of leads all kinds of times, but at the course six game of the great 75 World Series, when uh, Ray Fitzgerald, who was our legendary columnist at the Globe, after Bernie Carbo put the Red Sox ahead in the eighth inning, uh, he wrote, uh, uh, or no, it was after that, he said you could feel it slipping away right before Fisk got up. Because yeah. he said you could feel it slipping away. And then all of a sudden he had to rip it out of the typewriter. But yeah, I think if you were calling it or, you know, Tony Romo, he is excitable and he sort of went crazy, (laughs) but but I loved it. I I think, um, you know, quarterbacks, we're we're all used to thinking you're supposed to be the Troy Aikman drop back, you know, kind of control yourself, except for like a Fran Tarkington or someone, but these guys, they, they throw what, what, what is that shuffle pass that throws like they're crazy. crazy. Rogers is always jumping, popping off his, right foot you know there i just think they're a blast to watch well and uh, coming out of those situations too uh the way that josh allen uh, throws a touchdown pass on a fourth and 13 from 25 yards out and then uh, after kansas city miraculously comes back and takes the lead like a minute later less than a minute later comes back again and throws another impossible touchdown pass so after taking the team uh, to the 20 yard line and and then, of course, the 13 seconds uh, will be, I mean, uh, up, if the sender was still alive, would he love narrating those uh, final moments? Oh, the 13 uh, the- <laughs> seconds for the Kansas City. <laughs> it was the doomsday defense. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it was great. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that was that was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it was like Mike Mordecai hitting a grand slam uh, for the Marlins in a playoff game. And you're like, wait a minute. Whoosh! Tear everything up. Stop the presses. So we're going to have to change uh, gears here. Uh, now, if you were, uh, you know, working a sideline as you did for so many, uh, you know, glorious years there for various networks and, and in big moments like that, playoff games and, and Super Bowls, uh, what if you would have to run back and forth to, to be on the winning side? Like, like you didn't know oh, the coaches were going to meet in the middle of the field. Uh, 
You would have been like Zach Thomas. You would have logged more miles than Zach. At the end of that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I did have. Uh, uh, I've had a couple of those games. The the two most exciting, I'd say, that I was on the field for were, were the um, the Super Bowl, the Adam Vinatieri kick against oh, the yeah. Patriots. I mean, that was just nuts, you know. And our beloved, we lost John Madden, but he was up there saying they should just play for overtime, play for overtime, and you know Brady's marching them down the field. Uh, so that that was crazy running back and forth on sidelines. Also, the um, the game in Atlanta where uh, the Rams beat Tennessee on the last play of the game when Mike Jones stopped Kevin Dyson on yeah. you know, as he was reaching over the goal line. I mean, that was just crazy. And, you know, these plays are right in front of you. Or, of course, the great Giants win over the Patriots, 17-14. You know, some of them are... Uh, the, the greatest sprint job I had to do, though, was in maybe it was a wild card round. And it was when Jacksonville was up in Buffalo and uh, the last play of the game, it, it turned out to be a field goal, which, of course, now we're seeing all the time. But, you know, sprinting in no degrees in Buffalo across the field. <laughs> that is not easy. Against the wind. Yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly Christopher Cross there. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Visser, the lovely and talented Leslie Visser, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, and uh, you know, still involved with CBS, doing so many things. We appreciate her taking time to be with us, working a little after hours here with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, of course, uh, you know, is there a wart on the nose of King Lear here? As uh, you look at the overtime rule in the National Football League, which uh, I want to say, and, and you'd probably be more familiar with this than I would. Uh, my recollection, I'm in. Mean, desperate need of Prevagen or some kind of a jellyfish extract. But uh, I, I seem to recall that the rhetoric was, well, they changed this thing to encourage teams to go for the touchdown on the opening drive and also uh, exhibit some fairness to the team that loses the coin flip uh, in, in terms of getting beat by a field goal of like 55 yards, where the other team only has to go like 40 yards to win the game, whoever gets the opening kick. But you think it's uh, you know time to take a look at you know, uh, whoever scores, I mean, whether they get a touchdown or not, the, the other team automatically has to get the ball with a chance to respond, which would probably change the strategy because you would want the ball last. But nonetheless, it, it didn't seem fair that Buffalo didn't get a chance to get out there on the field. I'm in the minority here, but no, I don't. No, wow. change it. no I don't. And I'll tell you why that um, number one, they had it won. You know, they shouldn't, it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Number two, uh, you can do a better job in 13 seconds, I think. But the, uh, the reason I don't is because actually, uh, I talked to Boomer Siason and he said that, you know, if, um, because I started thinking, well, should they have to touch the ball? And Boomer said, no, you know why? Because, um, in this day and age and with the way these guys play, it could have been, like uh, Kansas City, 112, and um, oh, true. Yeah. 100 yeah, exactly. in the 17th overtime. So, <laughs> Play a tiebreaker or something. I mean, uh, go out there, best of, you know, first to seven points, win by two. Uh, that... Well, but it's always going to be a coin flip. Yeah, that's point, true. You know? uh, so, no, I, I think it's, it's so dramatic. Uh, you have the four quarters, and then you, you know, you can't act like, now the defense doesn't matter. The defense does matter. Yeah, and uh, Kansas City wins the coin flip, and you just had a feeling 
that they were going to go into the end zone. All right. Uh, but you and, know what? I yeah. think the team of destiny in this is the 49ers. That's what Defoe's saying, yeah. How are they doing it? I mean, they're doing it uh, with mirrors, literally. It's so it seems. Uh, the quarterback is a uh, suspect, I think, at this point. He's got some injuries and playing through them, and they might have been suspect anyway. They drafted a guy in the first round who was supposed to replace him this year. And, uh, you know, they, they play well defensively, and – Wow. I mean, who expected Green Bay? You think Vince Lombardi was rolling over in his grave? As, well, uh, I, I think you and I texted that. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers went up the tunnel and into witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I mean. Uh, well, but you're you the 49ers. I mean, Debo Samuel, how many, how many of those have you seen? And by the way, he's from Florida, isn't he? He is. He may, yeah. Is he from like UCF or something? I don't know. You know he what? might be from I some schmanky Florida school. But I think he's up from around, maybe not Jacksonville, but yeah, yeah. up there somewhere. But that he's named after, which Luby, you probably watch these movies. He's named after a character in Debo Friday. From Friday, yep. Is that some, is that <laughs> some mean looking he was like a mean that? guy that got, was an ex-con that just was a bully. So I don't understand why you would name your kid after him. But yes, that <laughs> sounds like most of our friends. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, I think it's his nickname. <laughs> but by the way, Luby, I, I should pause here to congratulate you. Like, what a weekend for you. I did well, yeah. Tenny Hill yeah, loses. Brady loses. It was amazing. Imagine this. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> this is this man's approach? And we talked to Ian Eagle about it on uh, After Hours. And, uh, you know, he, he was saying that it, it's a shame to be in the sports business, broadcasting, writing, whatever, and, and uh, just hold such a grudge because you don't want to be proven wrong. <laughs> And how well, many times did you hear this man screaming that Ryan Tannehill will never take a team to the Super Bowl? Never. He, he so he's rooting against cool. him. Yeah. There was an article, Defoe, I guess you, you missed it yesterday in the New York Times Magazine. I, I guess did you? <laughs> it wasn't yeah. on my uh, literature uh, and, you know, yeah, itinerary for the day. Yeah. It wasn't an addendum on the racing yeah. board. Uh, but uh, they had a huge article about grudges. And how grudges can feel really good. and But the problem is then you invest in your grudge, right? That yeah. you, then, then it has to be almost for life. Like if that eighth grade science teacher didn't appreciate your, <laughs> whatever your little experiment <laughs> yeah. was, then that person's a, a dirtbag for the rest of his life. But, exactly. And, and then it said the difference, do you think this is true, Defo? The difference, there's a difference between a grudge and a resentment. Okay. Yeah. Does that hit you? So. Because they said resentment is something um, enormous, like your best friend runs away with your wife. But grudges yeah. can actually feel good. Well, well, that can be good, also. I mean, uh, I've had that happen, and I found it favorable. <laughs> Save you another. All right, Joe. Have just... fun with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Take my wife, please. <laughs> you go, Henny Youngman, <laughs> on that thing. Uh, so so many uh, things. Now, do you think we've seen the last of? Uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers continues to play. I, I don't know. I don't have any inside, uh, you know, info or uh, you know, uh, instinct uh, other than just you know what, what you've seen, uh, you know, on TV. But uh, and uh, Tommy Boy, uh, a lot of his teammates and uh, former associates are saying this might be it. So so, what do you think there? I think they're both good to say that they're going to wait. And I think Rogers, when he said, I'm not into a rebuild, I mean, you guys probably know they're way over the cap. I think 44 yeah. million or something. Yeah. Over the cap. Maybe 44 billion. I don't know, but they're yeah. so, uh, 
I think Rogers, uh, he repaired it with Lafleur. He repaired it with the GM. Fans, obviously, are back for him. But I, he looked to me mentally exhausted, and Brady, to me, looked physically exhausted. Wow. So uh, I, I think, you know, Brady getting his lip cut first on sportsmanlike contact. We know Tom Brady hates to get hit. He was looking at the sky half the time. So um, <laughs> it, it just, uh, I think... I think they'll both be back, Rodgers, with a different team. I, I kind of uh, want to go along with that. So uh, you might uh, consider that opinion suspect. <laughs> well, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I did have yeah. Cincinnati. I did have Cincinnati. I, I uh, lived in Cincinnati for a while, and I love that team. I love Joe Burrow. And you know what's interesting is Brady, after what's he been in the league, 45 years, yes. he doesn't want to get hit, right? But Joe Burrow just bounced back okay. up after <laughs> Nine sacks. Yeah, but he's young. He's young. I mean, that's that's a big difference. And, uh, all right. So, so and interesting, in both of the conference matchups, the underdog, uh, the point spread, uh, obviously, is going to be favoring the home team. And, and I believe that uh, you you have the Chiefs as a seven-point favorite already, and uh, it's three points, uh, the Rams in San Francisco, uh, both in favor of the home team. But uh, interestingly, both of those uh, opponents that are underdogs have recent and, and somewhat convincing wins over the teams that they're facing. Yeah, I think um, what's interesting, kind of as an off the field, but in the stands move, I think the Rams are going to do that where they're not going to allow, they're not going to make it easy for the 49ers to get tickets. Because when the 49ers beat them, it was just, it was a sea of 49ers. There were a million of them there. So that, that'll be interesting. Uh, now I don't see the Chiefs losing at home. I just don't, even though I love the matchup. Um, you know, I, I do think the Cincinnati receivers have an advantage over the defensive backs of Kansas City. But um, I don't know. It's getting to be with Mahomes like Brady. How can you bet against him? Yep. All right. Uh, one more thing. And you would have some insight into this because uh, I'd imagine uh, you may have had a view of this at some time uh, during your sideline reporting career. Although, uh, you know. It may not have had, it might have been a tough thing to see, but is that a Chinese restaurant menu on Andy Reid's play chart? He, he, he was writing down an order. Like, I mean, you could see it. I, I, I could see the motion of the pen. It was like, Mugu Guy Pen. I, I want the chicken chow mein. What is under there, man? That's the most sophisticated play chart I've ever seen. Well, why can't you read it when he holds it up to his mouth that he wants beef from column A? <laughs> Yeah, it says comes with fortune cookie and, uh, you know, one scoop of vanilla ice cream, uh, all meals. He might be having Chinese food when he's got it up to his mouth. <laughs> it's possible. Off the menu. All right, uh, sensational uh, weekend of football. Couldn't uh, have been any better. I, uh, you, you, I mean, in all of your experience, uh, honestly, and like we said earlier, you know, you, you say, you know, the last thing I saw was the most spectacular, but uh, could that have been the best show ever for Roger Goodell and company? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It was the only time all the quarterbacks had a passing rating higher than 123. And, Except uh, Tannehill, you know, which, of course, uh, was a thrill. <laughs> salvation for Luby's lame opinions. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Um, I think it's also going to be a financial bonanza for people yeah. like uh, Joe Montana and Boomer. And, you know, everybody brings everything back. And uh I don't know, maybe old Ken Anderson will be making an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look lovely as always, uh, lovely great. and gentlemen. We appreciate you so much. I mean, how, how many things are you doing today for CBS that you were <laughs> able like to 15. somehow uh, squeeze <laughs> us in uh, to your uh, broadcast? I love, I love you guys. And um, the Duke texted me during this that 
Got to love you for the Indian Creek sweatshirt. <laughs> I wear yes. this in your honor. I, I wasn't even sure you were going to be able to do this today. But, uh, yeah, I got this off the Duke. And, and, you know, we've tried to make the story more legendary that Shula threw it at me when I was urinating in his shrubbery. Why don't, you, the... that? Why don't you change that a little since you know that Tom and Giselle are moving there? there Why you don't go. you work that into it? That so are the Trumps, though, so there'll still be an opportunity. <laughs> That's... All right, you activity. guys. Uh, we love you. We love you, Leslie. Thanks so much. Love you, too. Bye. Well, uh, after hours, uh, we're working here. And uh, you can always catch us on our Ion Channel show. That, that's uh, always a lot of fun uh, if uh, you're on the uh, Believe Podcast Network today. And uh, we do uh, Ion Channel, a little extended version there with the lovely and talented Leslie Visser. We thank her so much. And with that, we're going to say good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, more analysis on the games and a lot of other stuff. Uh, there are many interesting things uh, going on around the world of sport, Mike Louie Lewis, yes, that we uh, kind of... Saw the NFL taking large I mean, precedence uh, over today. Yeah, that's all you talk about. It's football. <laughs> Who loves you? Well, after that weekend, are you kidding me? You couldn't expect it anything else after that. Weekend. Yeah, no, that was great. Uh, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, you, you always have the people uh, complaining that you're lacking diversity, and then they bring up the same topic. That <laughs> exactly. We're resenting that <laughs> you were talking about. We know you guys out there, and thanks for tuning in. I will right, we'll see you next time. We tell you you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food. Amazing atmosphere. Good for a family. Good for a date or just a night out for yourself. And prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks, hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.